I'm Emma Danzi, and welcome to Her Many Hats podcast, where we explore how women wear many hats while serving one God. Whatever role you are fulfilling, the Lord is using you in incredible ways. Let's take some time to seek the scriptures and learn how we can best honor Christ with the hats that we wear. and welcome back to Her Many Hats podcast. I am so excited to introduce the brand new hat that we will be exploring in this next series. We are going to be discussing the hat of friendship. The hat of friendship I am so passionate about because I have seen God answer prayers in my life through the gift of the people that he has placed around me. Whether you feel like you're in a season where you have a lot of community or you're feeling isolated and maybe you feel like you don't have a single friend, I want to encourage you to listen into this to discover the gift of being a friend and receiving the friends that God places around us. And if you are feeling like you're that person without a friend, I also want to encourage you today and throughout this series that Jesus calls us friends. He is our friend. And I know it might sound cheesy, but honestly, we all have a friend in Christ. And he sees you. And he also, though, is calling us to community. And so as we discuss the gift of friendship and wearing this hat as a woman, I want to encourage you to think about who is someone you can reach out to in your community. Who's a person maybe you see at the gym or the grocery store that you want to get to know better? There is always an initiator when it comes to friendships. And just like Christ has initiated friendship with us, we are called to initiate friendship with others. And so whether that be someone who is similar to you or very different, I want to implore you and encourage you to take up this opportunity and put on this hat of friendship and walk proudly as a daughter of God. Before we start today, I want to pray for us that we would see all that God has for us in this time. Lord Jesus, we praise you. I thank you that you call us friends and that we have the opportunity to grow in our understanding of what it means to be a friend of you. I pray that through that power of your Holy Spirit that we would live lives by your Spirit to be the kind of sisters and friends that others need, and that we would receive the gift of friendship from those around us as a direct blessing from your hand. Father, we thank you in advance for what you're going to do in our hearts, and we pray your word would speak clearly to us today. So I don't know about you, but middle school was about the hardest season of my life. (laughs) I had a really good friend in sixth grade, and then I don't even know what happened to this day, but she decided I was no longer going to be her friend in the seventh grade. And so seventh and eighth grade year were really tough for me. A lot of the girls were bullies to me and I had no friends. I finally got a friend or two in the eighth grade, but it was a struggle. Seventh grade was the worst year in all of my schooling. I'm sure many of you have a similar story. There's puberty. There's drama. It's just exhausting. And so thankfully, I made it through. But during that time of just feeling very alone and isolated and 
kind of on the outside looking in, I had the opportunity to grow in my relationship with Christ and to learn that he was my friend. And even though I would cry out to him at night in my bed and really ask for a friend and he didn't immediately answer, what I didn't know was that there was a very sweet, wonderful girl named Avery who was also going through middle school drama and who was also praying to our great God, asking him for a friend who loved him as well. And little did we know that in ninth grade we would meet. We would be friends through high school and college. And today, 15 years later, are still some of the best friends. And I am so thankful that the Lord brought Avery into my life. And what is so beautiful is that Avery has been the kind of friend that we can be completely authentic We can share our hearts and our lives, and we can speak truth into our weaknesses. We can pray for one another. And even though now we live far apart, our friendship is still very strong because of the gift of communication and the gift of true friendship and sisterhood. And so that is just kind of my story, and I'm sure you have somebody like Avery in your life. I have a few other friends that are also like Avery, and I absolutely love them in the same way. Um, But I just wanted to share about that story because maybe you're in that season right now where you're maybe in a new town or you're just in a new place or phase and you feel like you don't have a friend. I want to encourage you to keep praying and also be on the lookout, be an initiator, see if there's somebody in your community that you could get coffee with and get to know better or invite over to your house for dinner. It takes a lot of guts, but to take that first step of friendship can lead to a lifelong sisterhood. And that's what I want to encourage as we talk about this. How can we get a little more uncomfortable to get outside of our, you know, spaces and invite others in? Because that's how we start to do community. How can we pray for a friend? How can we walk and believe that God has gifted us with abilities to be a friend and also to receive the gift of the friends that he places in our lives. And so today I thought there is no better Bible character to study than Jonathan and his dedicated friendship to David. So first off, I want to highlight that God is a fan of covenant friendships. 1 Samuel 18, 1-7 says, After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. Whatever mission Saul sent him on, David was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the troops and Saul's officers as well. When the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the women came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing with joyful songs and timbrels and lyres. As they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. So verse 1 is what I would like to call for us women, soul sisters. So it said that Jonathan became one in spirit with David. I don't know if you've ever had a friend that you just had this instant um, connection with that you just felt like, wow, like 
this is my soul sister. This is my person. I I have so much in common or I have just a deep-rooted uh, connection to them. And there's just something deep about your desire to get to know them better. So Jonathan and David became one in spirit. So I think of that as they had a heart for each other. They wanted to look after each other. They wanted to encourage one another and do life together. And then we see in verse 3, a covenant of friendship is made. Do you think about yourself having friendships that are dedicated to God in that way? We think about how God has his hand on something that, that like when we get married, we make a covenant of marriage. We are committing under God. It's an oath. So we can have covenant friendships like Jonathan and David. Taking your relationships and putting them before the Lord is such an opportunity to see growth and to see that iron sharpens iron kind of mentality happen. Because when you have the spirit of the Lord and your friend has the spirit of the Lord, you're able to spur one another on in faith in such a unique way. And this is not to say we can't have friends with unbelievers. Of course, like Jesus had friends that were unbelievers. But as my friend Debbie Presno once said, we have our friends who could be anybody. But then like Jesus had the disciples who were of the same faith. We have, you know, our closer group of friends that have that same mindset. But then your core values, your core people, that would be Peter, James, and John maybe to Jesus, she would say. And those people that really know your heart, those are the people that you would consider your core friends. And those are the ones you really truly do desire to have that same faith because they're the ones that are going to pray for you and going to walk through things with you and and going to point you to the Lord. And so just as Jonathan and David were one in spirit, I believe they're one in spirit because they were believers. They like when we have the same Holy Spirit in us as another friend, we're one in spirit with them. We have the spirit of the living God inside of us. And so it's more than just a friendship. It's a true sisterhood. And I think that's something that's so unique about the body of Christ. And when we see Jonathan in these verses, we see a friend who sacrifices as he's giving his sword and his bow and his belt to his friend because David was not someone who grew up royal. And so I love how Jonathan models reaching out to people of different socioeconomic standings or just people who are diverse from you, whatever it may be. It could just be, you know, an age difference. We have the opportunity to take off our tunics and our bows and our belts and and offer them to people who are different than us and and they to us as well. And so friendship is an even playing field. We show equality in friendship. And I think that's a beautiful picture of the gospel is that no matter if we look different or if we live in different homes, that we have an opportunity to share Christ just by the friendships that we make. Next up is a friend will look out for your best interest. Jonathan exemplifies a heart to see his friend succeed. And when we have a true friend, she will stand by our side no matter what. She will tell us the hard truths. She will warn us of danger. And she'll commit to us no matter the circumstances. And this is the kind of friend that we're all called to be. 
And so I want you to think about, is there a way that I can uh, be this kind of friend to someone right now to look out for my friend's best interest, whether that be in a protective way or just in a supportive way? 1 Samuel 19, 1 through 7 says, Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David. But Jonathan had taken a great liking to David and warned him, My father Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard tomorrow morning. Go into hiding and stay there. I will go out and stand with my father in the field where you are. I'll speak to him about you and I will tell you what I find out. Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king do wrong to his servant David. He has not wronged you, and what he has done has benefited you greatly. He took his life in his hands when he killed the Philistine. The Lord won a great victory for all Israel, and you saw it and were glad. Why then would you do wrong to an innocent man like David by killing him for no reason? Saul listened to Jonathan and took this oath. As surely as the Lord lives, David will not be put to death. So Jonathan called David and told him the whole conversation. He brought him to Saul, and David was with Saul as before. So we see a friend who goes on behalf of even a family member to fight on behalf of his friend. When he knew that his friend was being wronged and treated unfairly, Jonathan took the effort to go and stand up for his friend. And I even just was thinking right now back to my middle school experience, how I just wanted a friend who would stand by my side. And so we are called to be that friend who will stand by someone's side. And, and that means we are loving and we are kind and we show Christ to everyone. But when your friend is struggling or your friend is in danger, you can be that person to be there to hold them up and support them and point them to Christ. And I think Jonathan does a beautiful job of that with his friendship and loyalty to David. And lastly, a friend will be consistent. There's nothing more um, frustrating or difficult than a person who's a chameleon. Being a true friend is being the same no matter who you're with. And that means that there's going to be a consistency and a deep-rooted trust. And we see that in the life of Jonathan. In 1 Samuel 20, 16 through 17, it says, So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord call David's enemies to account. And Jonathan had David reaffirm his oath out of love for him because he loved him as he loved himself. And it makes me kind of just think about no matter what, even over time, even over changes, that Jonathan was consistent in his friendship to David, that even when trials came and things were difficult, that he was always there. So whether you're in the same place or not, a true friend will pray for you. They'll remember that bond with you no matter where they are, and they will always be there with you in heart. And so some of your friendships are probably going to be long distance friendships. And thankfully, with technology, we have the opportunity to stay in touch in really sweet ways. But some friendships, you really do need community where you are. And so I want to encourage you that if you're in a new town or Maybe you just haven't plugged in much after COVID, that this is an opportunity to step out and to be that devoted friend to someone, to be consistent and to see someone else be consistent in your life. 1 Samuel 21, 40 through 42 says, Then Jonathan gave his weapons to the boy and said, Go carry them back to town. 
After the boy had gone, David got up from the south side of the stone and bowed down before Jonathan three times with his face to the ground. Then they kissed each other and wept together, but David wept the most. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord is witness between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever. Then David left and Jonathan went back to town. I just think it's such a beautiful truth that just as the son of the earthly king welcomed this common boy into this covenant friendship, that Jesus, the son of our God, he is our king. He welcomes us as sinners to be in covenant friendship with himself. There is an eternal bond that will never be broken. Through Christ, we are not called his servants, but we are called his friends. The key Bible passage that I would like to share with you to reflect on this week is John 15, 13 through 17. It says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, to love one another. There is always an initiator to any relationship. And so Jesus initiated that friendship with us, and we can model that in our lives today. So maybe you don't have that Jonathan friend in your life. Maybe you're feeling isolated, or maybe you're just feeling kind of stagnant in your current friendships. I want to encourage each one of us to ask God to help us to be brave and pursue friendship with others. Whether that be once a week, or maybe it's a workout buddy, or maybe it's somebody that you're doing a Bible study with. You can decide what that looks like, but I want us all to think on that word of pursue Because when we go after these friendships, we get to bless another person and we in turn are blessed by the gift of sisterhood. And so who is that friend that you need to be more consistent with in communication or in support or prayer? I want you to think about who that is for you this week. And then how can you be more spiritually encouraging to your friends? How can you be the kind of friend and wear the kind of hat of friendship that you're regularly reaching out or praying for your friend's needs. We have such a gift and an opportunity to be like Christ and to be like Jonathan. We have the gift of covenant friendships blessed by the Lord that he can lead. We can be a friend that looks out for the best interest of others. And we can be a consistent sister. We can be that reliable, loyal friend. So as you wear the hat of friendship, I hope you are encouraged today through the life of Jonathan that we can love others. That whether you're the same age or different age, same race or different race, whether you're in the same tax bracket or not, that 
Friendship is an even playing field when it comes to Christ, that we have the opportunity to love beyond our own capacity and to find true sisterhood that is authentically rooted in the love of God through His Spirit. So I encourage you, sister, that you enjoy the rest of this week and that you be on the lookout for ways that you can be a friend to others around you in your community. Have a great day. Her Many Hats is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. To hear more from Emma, visit her site, emmadanzy.wordpress.com. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a rating and review in your podcast app? It really does help us connect to more listeners like you. This podcast is produced by Kelly Givens and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Music